experience three m open picks preview one and done we got it all for you coming off another losing week so what i need you to do here is to smash the like button leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section and give me a winner for this week i gotta listen to someone else because i'm like ned flanders dad you know i've tried nothing i'm all out of ideas here jeff feinberg's here problem was no one won this week Nate Lashley was not offered on DraftKings. Nate Lashley was not offered on the betting board before the tournament started. He was not offered his first round leader. He won all of these things. That is, <laughs> that is true. Um, I don't know. That was a weird. That was a weird one. I, I almost think, as I was saying to you in some private correspondence, that between this week, last week, even next week at the John Deere, like, should we taking like a swing season approach? Like, is it the swing season in July well, there, right now? There was at one point, I think it was after Friday, when Champ was at the top of the leaderboard, Lashley was up there, and then, like, Mackenzie Hughes was up there, Malnati was up there. It was just like a string of Sanderson's Farms winners. It was just populating yeah. the top of the leaderboard. And then even guys like, you know, you're the type of guys that do well in the swing seasons, like the young kids, like Neiman and Hovland. And like Armour was up there. So, yeah, definitely had that vibe and, you know, credit to to Nate. It was a low exposure week for me. I guess from a betting perspective, it still meant that there wasn't, I was like, just because I'm like doing low, like I'm self-aware enough to know even if it's a bad tournament or a tournament you don't like, someone is going to win. Someone is, you know, that didn't really happen in the betting outright world. But in terms of DraftKings, people want, certainly people who follow the show. Um, you know, some people think you fucking find great gems in betting preseason football, too. This is true. Well, shout out to Gup because he was all over Doc Redman. That and was a difference maker it, it, without last that, that, yeah, that, I mean, that was, that was, was the winner. That was the winner, and it was yeah. like 2% or 1% or something like that. So just because people didn't win in the outright market, viewers of the show and members of Fantasy National, and with a bit of help from Gup with Doc Redman along the way, big winners this week on DraftKings from people out there. So become a member at FantasyNational.com today. You can run all your lineups through. You can get all your stats. The British Open is coming up. Become a weekly, monthly, or just even an annual member. I mean, it's the cheapest to become an annual member on a per-week basis if you're playing this stuff. And frankly, it's paying out right now. So Dub KJ was the big winner of the week. He lived the dream. The dream that everyone wants to live. The guy, like, as someone who plays between, like, 100 and 200 bucks a week, like, seeing him enter these lives, I was like, hey, that, that's basically how I enter, but I yeah. lose every week. But he entered $116 worth of entries. Do you know how much he walked away with? I know he won the hundred k. One hundred and four thousand dollars. He's a you know what? Shout out! Shout, I mean, shout out to anyone who wins. But if you don't change your avatar and you follow me, or at least for an extended period of time, you know I'll like recognize that you've been like a longtime supporter. And if you change your avatar, like I don't, I don't know. I saw like Ehrlich change his avatar, like threw me. I didn't. Even, I probably missed like three weeks of his tweets. <laughs> you were like, who the hell is this? Sometimes, um, but but all, yeah, all the credit in the world and it seemed like someone else who's a fan of ours in the community was right was right on his tail yeah so he won the uh the 44 dollar uh right below him in the standings number two in the standings chris foster uh came second won 40k overall to come a clean forty one thousand dollars this week on DraftKings. and shout out to justin over at roto grinders he was third in the tournament saw that also uh, it, it's yeah. a pretty stacked oh. leaderboard up hey, there it's out there Listen, just not they say for when, us. they say when there's blood on the streets buy real estate 
And it seems like when you get one of these tournaments where everything is sort of thrown out of whack, you know, the, the chalkiest player on the board, I mean, Hideki was, but then Dustin misses the cut. When you have like a 5% six of six week, the guys that are good at this stuff are the guys that are yeah. going to win. I'll I mean, I'm not yeah. good at this stuff. That's why I didn't win because yeah. I had 75% Dustin Johnson. That was big. <laughs> yeah, that didn't help. But I saw a lot of people showed line, like just even Gup himself with I, his I, Redmond call. Like if DJ makes that cut. But if DJ makes that cut, you're now dealing with 25% of the field. Too. And yeah, you're right. And there are 40 different variables that, that come into that. I, yeah. I, I totally understand. Like, but yes. Like, that, I was willing to sacrifice Dustin because I made, I made I played 20 lineups and I had five lineups that didn't have Dustin, but each of them had uh, Duffner in them who missed the cut on the number and Brian Harmon who missed the cut on the number. I was like, I just got those two guys through. I would have been fine. But nah, that didn't happen. The books, though, I mean... La- a winner that some books don't even have listed. A first round leader that probably didn't even he wasn't on get the, put, put listed. Put it this way, Gooch wasn't offered because he was a late add to the field. He was offered outright at 125 to one on my book as an overall winner, but he was he didn't make the first round leader sheet. And I really wanted to bet him as first round leader. And for a while, it looked like he was going to be first round leader. And I was just I was steaming. And then Lashley just stormed the board. I was now like, I'm curious. Right. I'm curious. Sometimes I don't even care to venture that low down, but I know some books at the very bottom will have like a field, which is at a ridiculous no, number. I don't. Too. I, I don't find that a lot of books have that. I think it's like one. Okay, you know what? It, it's more like the street books that really don't even yeah, that offer, like stop at like 150 yeah they offer to one. they offer 50 guys and they're yeah. like yeah take the rest yeah but like their fields are like it's like plus 750 like yeah no like hey you wouldn't even consider it uh, but on the but if the first round leader isn't even listed like can they pay out the guy in second i they didn't it's good for them. Yeah. Well, well, well good for them. I, I feel Screw like them. First but. and fourth wasn't offered as a first round leader, so it was tough. I want to say it might. Okay. When Adam Long won many moons ago, I thought that was a win that we might like talk about at our season, like in review, like recap. Which we will, because I don't think these two things are necessarily the same. Because it's no. not. It's not like we haven't bet Lashley before. It's not like we didn't know who Nate Lashley was. No, I understand that. Adam Long never heard. Of Fair, but these wins sort of have piled up this year. But to me, and I don't even think it's in the moment, this one to me stands alone as the best win of the year. Tigers doesn't like count in this category I'm talking about. Yeah, but when we talk about this, it's just like when we did the year in review last year. Like the most impressive win of anyone last year was Michael Kim at the John Deere. He just, he blew everyone out. Yeah. And this is sort of like that. And the week before the John Deere, Molinari kind of did the same thing at Congressional? New no, at, in D.C. It was TPC Avenue oh. or something? Whatever. So, Whatever I don't know. We're was. in that sort of, like, time of year. But to me, Lashley, and I tweeted about it last night, did a couple things that maybe it's just my perception, but, like, above and beyond. His Friday round, I always find those guys that are the first-round leader out of the morning wave and then they have to tee off like four or five strokes by the time they tee off on Friday after going to bed, like feeling good on the leader. Uh, and they know what's going to happen. But there's like four or five shots probably behind Cameron Champ at the time. I think when he tees off on on Friday, I don't think at that moment Nate Lashley is still thinking about winning. He's thinking about making a nice paycheck, making the weekend, having a good week, doing as best as possible. But what do you know? He ends up, rarely do we see that guy end up holding that lead 
He went, well, again he, he, on, went, he went wire to wire for this victory. Yes, and then on the Saturday, to be witness to the Cameron Champ implosion, having no, like, personal great experience in that position of being a leader yourself. I think that and helps. shooting I think a that, 63. But I think that helps. Maybe, sure. You're going off with the guy who's the closest to you, and he's having a meltdown. You're like, you know what? I'm doing better than this guy. I'm just going to put it in the fairway. This is yeah. great. And he just crushed it. And it was sort of like Revy on Saturday. You go out, it's a beautiful weekend. It's a long weekend. Happy Canada Day to all our Canadian friends. Um, ha- Happy America Day upcoming. Absolutely. And you'll, I guess you'll be down there for, yeah, for that. Yeah, if people do want to come hang out with Pat Mayo, although I'm pretty ornery in person, uh, I'll be at the 3M at TPC Oh, they won't care. Twin Cities on Friday with Moose. We're going to be on the grounds. I'll probably be following around Luke List or Siwoo Kim. I'll tweet out who I'm following. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be like, come on, man, make a pot. And I'll say this, like, I'm a nobody, but I've gone to a couple of these. Like, even when I went to um, Hamilton a few weeks ago, like, I brought a buddy along and, like, he, like, he's, like, freaking out. Like, when you're, like, real-life friends, like, see you get, like, fangirled, it's like, your friend's are like, like, your friends doesn't think, like, that's cool. Like, what is wrong with that guy? Yeah. Because you're, like, a loser, <laughs> Feinberg. <laughs> um, so that'll be fun for you. But, but you know, you sort of step away. Lashley's having a nice day. It was like last Saturday with Reevy. You come back. It's like, you birdied 16, 17, 18. Like, what the hell? The tournament just ended. And Reevy almost gave it back. Yeah, Reevy had and, that fun sweat with and, Keegan. And, but... and then he came then he came out on Thursday. It's like, oh, Reevy's gonna do it again. Oh. And then he was like seven over. Um I didn't even get to all the winners, by the way. Sorry. More I'm... winners. Nick Sarlo won himself two thousand dollars on DraftKings. Brian Galducci won him a spot in the fantasy golf world championship, which is now upcoming. There's only a few more weeks to qualify for. How did they brought that back? It's not a live event though. No. It should be hosted by me. Oh, or just give awesome. me a free spot. I'm dead that'd money in awesome. it anyway. Who cares? The one year they did like do a live event, it was yeah. It seemed to have a fantastic. I, time. I remember Bergerson went to Boston. Yeah, it, yeah I, I don't like. I don't get why they can't. I mean, I, I, I suppose know. I could just ask someone, but they do it for like they do it for everything. Yeah, but it's not like they're like, oh, I think the big thing is like, oh, we can't be at the event because the PGA won't let us do it. But like, there's no other live final that's at the event. Like, you do it at a bar. Who cares? Yeah, all those guys you got to do in there winning fist pumps, holding their belts. They're in, yeah, they're in a bar. Yeah, they're go, not like at the stadium. Yeah, or go, something. go rent out a golf course somewhere else, and like everyone gets a round in, like in the morning. Then you can go to like the clubhouse and go have some sweats. Honestly, boom, problem. You're solved. doing their job for them. Uh, Marcus Miklo Mi, Miklovich, three K. Yeah, a nice win. Big winners. I could use it. Yeah, I could. I, I, could, I could use Dub KJ's uh, hundred and four thousand dollars. I mean, with the exchange oh. and no taxes oh. in Canada, that's like a hundred and forty k tax free. That'd be fantastic. That'd be, oh, I could man. move out of my shit condo and buy. Well, I couldn't buy a house, but I'd be well on my way to having a down payment for a house, Jeffrey, which would be nice. So, FantasyNational.com paying out right now. I got winners from last week. Deer14 won himself 20 bucks, as did J1989W, John underscore 2007, Let underscore the DFS gods be with you, Kane's Baseball 34, A Below 08, and Jane Neal all won themselves 20 DK dollars. So if you want to get in the draw for this show, you smash the like button to the episode. You leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section and give me a fucking winner. That'd be nice. So yeah, whoever you think's gonna win, just put them in there. Don't even put the rods. Who who's gonna win? Put them in there. May have to take a consensus. I may actually look at the comments this week and actually see. 
I mean, I don't like to venture into that realm, but the easier way to win the 20 DK bucks, there was three, three or four iTunes reviews last week, you got a 25% chance to win that 20, 20 bucks, and it takes like 10 seconds. So subscribe to the audio podcast, rate and review, five stars, DraftKings handle, something you like about the show. Very high odds of winning that one versus the comment section. What else do I got here? Um, oh, yeah. So I'm going away on Wednesday, but we're still going to have a full complement of shows. Ben Araza will be joining me tomorrow to break down the entire DraftKings perspective on this tournament. I got two shows in the can that I don't know which order to release them in. One, and Paul and Cody will be hosting the UFC show on, as they do every week, on Thursday. So that's going to be... So br- Cody had another big win. Of course. Cody wins every week. Cody is sneakily like the best gambler on the internet. <laughs> he doesn't put his picks out. He just plays these picks. Then he comes in. He's like, I won 10K. It's yeah, like, yeah. fuck off, man. I remember, give me your, well, yeah, give me your picks. Me, yeah. <laughs> we're now used to working in the same offices some years ago. We walked by like the morning after fights. I had like these seven bangers. Seven fight banger Oh, parlays. yeah, just hitting the parlays like, nonstop. Paul, good week for the parlays or what? Pretty good. Yeah. There you go. Then. I assume that was good. Paul hit the big. Like yeah. yeah, so. Paul's killing it, too. And we were on the same page on basically So there you go. So Paul had a good, himself a good week. He hit the underdog of the week. That's always nice. So that show, when you're losing all the money watching the golf show, watch the UFC show, you win some money. But the other two shows, uh, I had Meany in studio, uh, and we broke down, because I've been doing all the fantasy football rankings with Sealy. We've done all the positions. Those are up on DK Playbook right now. You can go watch all the shows. I had this guy on last Friday, the uh, fantasy football yeah. counselor. Guy's got takes. Yeah, he seemed intense. Oh, man, he's like, cussed without irony he's the best and people get very upset with him in his outrageous claims i love it i'm just you know how much i love outrageous claims i'm just living my truth i didn't think you guys in the tight end show paid enough attention to hunter henry but that's my truth where do you want to draft hunter henry exactly I think Hunter Henry will be a top three tight end so you think when been- you draft in 2020. So I don't, you do so that, that what you may. So this year, is he going to be a better fantasy player than Zach Ertz? Uh, see, now if I have to do it, my top three yeah. projection seems really stupid when you put it in my face. <laughs> I have him at five. But things, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a real, like. And I do agree, Ingram's probably going to be awesome too. I'm not going to, I'm no. kind of wishy-washy on it. It's just a bad offense. I think it's Kelsey, no one else, I, I, Kittle yeah. and Ertz, then like Henry and O.J. Howard. That's the way that I'm looking at it. I, listen, I drafted Kittle last year as a backup. It was my best pick per value, probably every of what I did in all of fantasy. But how confident are we that there's like a carryover there? I don't know. That's the whole thing. I don't, I'm probably not going to draft right. Kittle or they're going to like the third round. But I was talking about taking Travis Kelsey like the beginning of the second. He just might be way better than all the other types. Well, you did a good conversation in that you sort of compared to if he's a wide receiver, where does he get drafted? And you almost have to look at it like that. Like what but, if you, but if you look at it that, but then you just ship the words T-E next to his name. That's so valuable. Yes. It's I, more about, like, if you project him in, like, Antonio Brown for the same amount of fantasy points, having the tight end is more valuable. It is. Yeah, because I could also believe that, you know, let me try to be in a 12-man league. Let me, like, I'll get cocky and be like, give me the ninth best tight end. I'll get, like, last year's Jared Cook or something. Yeah, you need to be real lucky, though. But anyway, fantasy football talk with Chris Meany. Uh, we put together all the positions. I kind of wanted to talk through. I'm going to have Gary and Tim on to do my top 200 overall. But I want to get a sense. I mean, Meany's a pretty rational person. Very. So bouncing stuff off him actually works out quite well. So we just kind of talk about all the positions, some guys at the top, who we want to draft, who we don't want to draft. So I have that show in the can. So that's either going to come out Wednesday or Friday. And I have a cuss corner. 
with with Tim and Cam. That's what I thought. <laughs> so I guess it depends. I guess a lot of people will be like going on vacation on Monday. I guess people can let me know this. You tweet at me at the PME. Let me know what you'd rather hear on your commute on the Wednesday. An hour and a half long fantasy football chat with Meanie, which is a very good show. And there's a fly that comes around, and I had a raid can in my hand half the time. Meanie might be. You might have a hard. Meanie might have a hard time winning. Yeah, it's a, but it's a longer show. It's far more informative, <laughs> obviously. And the cuss corner is actually pretty short. I think it's only like forty minutes. And what you can do is you can catch yourself up on all the cuss corners before if you've missed any or re-listen to them. And then on Friday, there's a banger dropping. You need some, like, you're hungover on a Friday after the 4th of July. You need some energy. Cam's got energy, and he's talking about buying ham from, like, a corner store that's real greasy and frying it up. It's a Tim and Cam live basically the same life as it pertains to going to the grocery I know, store. Yeah, and I know many of Cam's secrets. Cam, you know, he's... When he, I think he, you know, hit money on Kevin Na like a few of us did. That's when Cam like goes to the good meat market and like buy like buys as much as he can and loads it in like the deep freezer for the summer because times are good because times bad times are coming. So anyway, tweet at me at the PME. You let me know which one you would like to see on Wednesday. But I need to know soon because I need to schedule the stuff before I leave. Uh, what else? Do I, I just I- feel like the the people who are passionate about Tim will be far more vocal than pe- like. July fantasy football. Maybe. I was just thinking that if you have a longer commute, you might want the longer show. But your wife might be more interested in... Like, my wife loves Tim's takes. Like, just (laughs) loves it. She's just eating that up? No, she loves it. Does she she get triggered by Tim's takes? Sometimes. A lot of the times. But she loves loves him and his takes. Unlike the shows that you and I do with Tim or me and Gary and do with Tim for Cuss Corner, there's a lot of agreement between Cam and Tim. (laughs) On, on the proper so way. more ganging up on you. Yes. Or like, there's just a lot of me being here like, what are you talking about? <laughs> this is nuts. So anyway, you let me know. Uh, what else do I got here? The Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Open. Uh, we cannot put the link in YouTube, but I'll put the link to my Facebook page at the top. That's where you can find it. Or in the description of any of the audio podcasts. There's only 2,500 seats this week, the smallest in a really long time. Just figure with a lot of people going away, they might not be playing DraftKings Golf this week. So if you want your spot, you best get it right away. That link is in there right now. Few more takeaways. Um, they showed this picture of Nate Lashley playing basketball, and it was in, like, black and white. Like, was that real? I, I thought, what was he, in Glory Road? But that, that must have just been a mistake. Uh, did, did they have color cameras in Nebraska, like, 20 years ago? I don't know. To me, like, I just thought that was, like, a file photo mistake that, like, uh, so they brought up the wrong photo. They did. <laughs> They showed us pictures of Jerry West in high school. I don't know. <laughs> and they should be on. Like, we've had a lot of uh, Woodland, you know, with being the basketball guy, too. So that's a, that's a new know. thing. It's like the, when everyone started drafting, uh, like, the Antonio Gates basketball types in tight end. We should be targeting former basketball players in high school to win on the PGA Tour. Basketball players, though, do have that ideal body that I certainly don't have. That taller length. Like, the guys that can real crush it. I mean, Rory's an anomaly um, for how far he hits it for his size. And there are other guys, but that like frame, it's that basketball frame, that like Dustin frame. Yeah. But I feel, like I know that like, I mean, Brooks, I, the I, linebacker. Yeah, but I feel, no, I feel, I feel like you get to a point being a basketball player where you're too tall. Okay. And you just don't have the proper. Sure. I mean, you have to sort of not get to that. Awkward it's like why tall, Steph Curry's really good. Yeah. But not to that awkward tall height, but like I'm saying, I could see that that basketball frame is to me, that ideal golf frame before you get awkward basket, before you get awkwardly tall. 
Yeah, well, then your clubs are just too long. It's a lot of torque to bring through to keep yourself on the plane. Anyway, let's see. Uh, Nick, sorry, Jim Nance pretending to be Nick Faldo the on the broadcast. Pretty good. It was a cuss level impression, too. Like, that's very clearly not Nick Faldo responding to this question. Enjoyed that. And uh, quickly on Cameron Champ, we were very excited. We knew we didn't really have that good. I think it was like a 7% chance to win after two rounds. So we weren't looking forward to it. But what I was looking forward to is if it had happened, how great the beginning of the show would have been. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm happy to see he's playing Better? well. That second round obviously got you Third thinking. Round. Well, what happened was I thought he No, was... the second round got him into the... Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what, when I was watching it, like uh, he clubbed down on two. And he put an iron in his hand and basically hit it out of bounds. And then he had to chip it out, and then he put it to, like, 25 feet. Then he made the power putt. I was like, huh, maybe this is good here. Maybe, like, he's got the bad shots out of his system. He makes this really clutch power putt to stay where he is, to stay two back, and everything's going to be just gravy going forward. That was not the case. Not at all. Guy couldn't hit a fairway the rest of the weekend. But he's back in the field this week at the 3 Amba Open. What do you make of these first-time tournaments? Do you think they just play it like a web.com event? Again, I think we're sort of in glorified swing season. Um, the first person to sort of really bring that point to me was uh, uh, Adon. But I, I do believe that we are sort of here. The, fe- the Like the leaderboards can feel like it. It's that time of year. Uh, we're two weeks out of the Open. Mm-hmm. And then we have a WGC right out of the Open. Is that the week after? Confirm it, but I'm I mean, almost I'm certain I'm it asking is. Asking you, oh, uh, that's what I <laughs> believe to I'll be look. the case. Okay, and then we're almost right into FedEx Cup, so it is big cash season coming up. Um, in many ways, it is. I do believe we could kind of feel like a swing season. That being said, I've made a couple bets already that will contradict my own opinion because there oh, are yeah. a couple of players that I really do like this week. Open. WGC FedEx St. Jude in Memphis. Wyndham. Can Berger get in that? Then the playoffs. I don't think so. That's the fun. I, I, I can't think, even I, defend I, his course. I, I, I think he has to win this week in order to get into that. Or do really well at the <laughs> Open Championship, which I don't even know if he's in or not. I think he could be in play this week, though, but I, um, we'll get there when we get there. I, again, I keep going back to it. If You, you should probably focus on attacking these boards like a swing season, but I've played a couple guys. Um, shorter than any bet I made last week. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, um, TPC Twin Cities. It's been played on the Champions Tour since the early 2000s. These guys come and just light it up every single year. It's been extended by 300 yards and dropped to a par 71. So, on paper, it's a par 71 that plays over 7,400 yards. It seems like a long course, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be super difficult. There's water everywhere. So, there's going to be three or four guys this week that absolutely implode. Like guys that are supposed to be really good and they look like good plays, but they hit two wayward tee shots and they're absolutely sunk for the week. It's, it's a lot... The way that I kind of compared it in my article up on tkplaybook.com right now is an easy Honda Classic. Because the potential just for gigantic numbers are everywhere. But the fairways are... I mean, they've been narrowed since the Champions yeah. Tour, but they're still super wide. I would argue... Your bogeys here or your doubles, if you do find the real trouble, are far more penal. Because at Honda, feels like everybody catches them. Yeah. Here feels like if you do catch them, you're screwed because there will be a handful of guys that don't catch any of them. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Because uh, somebody's going to go sort of like last week. It felt like the bogeys were far more penal. Some guys were just, you know, 
lighten it up. Yeah, when guys are going eight under on the course, then you don't have a whole ton of money. Like having like some Ben Ann investments. And on Saturday, what it's was, like you're shooting even par. You're literally like wave like you're waving by to everybody. Well, look at look at Dustin. It's not like Dustin wasn't making birdies. He and, just followed them up with his bogey train somehow. What's going on with him? Is he gonna win the open? Keep we, pushing that up. I'll 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 Oh. What's his number at now? I assume it's like 12. I thought 12 you when might, I last might get that looked. At 14. As someone who highly invested in Dustin at the CNA, no, it was last year's British Open. Yeah. And then yeah. he won the week after. That didn't work Canada. out. Then I didn't bet him the next week and he won. But, but, uh, but, times. but here's the thing. I can honestly see him gagging the Open and literally shooting minus 30 at FedEx at St. Jude, I mean. Yeah, that's one where he won on the walk-off against Putnam last yeah. year. All right, so the field this week, it's not, like, good, but it's also not bad because there's a lot of people playing the Irish this week. A lot of people play the Scottish next week. Uh, Just a lot of people are getting over to Europe to prep for the Open Championship already. Don't be dissuaded, though. Molinari won two weeks before. We were like, why isn't he playing in those? And then 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 he went to John Deere and came second. And he won the Open Championship. We're like, well, that's really weird. Like, before the Open, I remember talking about it, and there were a lot of people that sort of felt, even within, like, the tour... Um, not like guys that do shows on the internet. Like people with actual access were like, no, he seems like he's actually just committed to like FedEx Cup points because he's never gone that deep and he like wants to play exponentially more USA golf. Like, oh, he, like his schedule is setting up to almost pity, pity, the, not pity the open, but like whatever happens there happens. And what do you know? So the top odds on the board, Brooks is seven to one. Jason Day is 10 to 1. Matsuyama is 12 to 1. Bryson's 14. Reed's 25. Hovland is 28. Those are all the players. Actually, no, those are the wrong odds. I'm sorry. Neiman is. I got, yeah, sorry. 7 to 1 on Brooks. Jason Day, 10 to 1. Hideki, 12. Bryson, 14. Reed, 22. Neiman, 28. Those are all the players from 0 to 30 to 1. And I like two of these guys. I've bet one of them. You've bet one of them? Okay. I, I haven't bet any of them. But. My leans go towards, I love Bryson this week. I love Bryson. I love Reed. So I, I'm in a conundrum now because I want to go, I won't have like live access to betting tools because I'll be in America and I'll be away from the book oh, yeah. that I enjoy it, to bet on. Yeah. So I have to think about this. Do I want to just place, because I bet a few guys down the board because I always do, but do I want to invest in Reed and Bryson and play like four guys from 80 to one and beyond and just kind of have some fun with it? Uh, or do I just want to stack my card with just long shots? That's the that's you only have so much money to put around. And again, when you sort of could have a feeling some of this could have turned into much like last week, a swing season glorified web.com swing season in July event. I'm not gonna argue the long shot strategy, but like you, there are a few guys I really do like. I'm in I didn't bet Reed, but I'm in real smitten with Patrick Reed at the moment. I have bet him to win the open championship at a hundred to one. Um, do I know that he will need to put the ball in the fairway more? Absolutely. But if I'm banking on a hundred to one, that guy's going to need to have an outlier week regardless, regardless yeah. in certain aspects of his game. But I think his ball flight suits an open championship. If it's going to play as hard as the rumors suggest it could, um, I'm always into Patty Reed. He's a scrambler's mentality. He's got honorary European tour card member, so he likes that crap. And we've been talking about it for weeks. His game is trending up. He has not won a tournament since the Masters of last year. To me, you can hate him. You can like him. I like him. I know he's a natural-born winner. So going like, where are we, like 17 months since he's last won? 
like to me that clock is like ticking. Uh, but I am good, good Minnesota vibes too after Hazeltine. I am absolutely infatuated with Bryson. So I got some Bryson stuff for you here. You ready? I, did I not say last week like you called him to win Player of the Year, and the S- Bryson season is still coming? So Bryson has never won on the PGA Tour before the end of May. Memorial was his earliest win in the year. He won in Saudi Arabia earlier this year. Was it Saudi Arabia or Dubai? One of those European events. The week before Euro he event. like had his like, or no, he made it was Sergio. It was Sergio, at the at the he was the guy that said great things about the land. So he has five wins on the PGA Tour. They've all come after basically the end of May. So this is Bryson season when the when the weather starts getting nice. Four of his wins have come on bent grass, which we are back to this week. We haven't seen a whole lot of bent so far this season, to be perfectly honest with you. Seen a lot of POA. Much more POA than we're actually used to, it seems. Like going back to Hamilton, taking it away from Glen Abbey, you swap a bent for a POA with the new courses coming in and the rescheduling. Like you lose Greenbrier, you lose Houston, both bent grass courses. So I like him on bent grass a little bit more. And the putting has actually turned itself around a little bit. The irons have actually turned themselves around in a very significant way. He's been really good. But now, all of a sudden, he's, like, brutal off the tee, which is usually the biggest strength of his game. That has flipped a little bit, too, over his past two events. So he's starting to put all of his game back together at the same time. And I don't expect this to be minus 28 or 25, whatever it was like last week, but I do think that it's going to be a very low-scoring event uh, in terms of, like, minus 17, minus 18, minus 19 being the winner. If you go back and look at what Bryson has won in the past, he doesn't win tournaments that are minus three. He wins birdie shootouts. He won the John Deere at like minus 19. He won those two FedEx Cup events at like minus 15 and minus 19. Uh, When he won at Memorial, it was like minus 17. Uh, And the other one that he has, what is it? Oh, trust what are we talking about? Shriners. He won Shriners at like minus 20. This summer, yeah. This summer. Ran through. A swing season. A swing season event against a very similar type field at a very similar type course. Uh, but with this has far more explosion potential around it. Anybody who has wanted a piece of my ear about golf in the last like week has just heard me say Bryson sees like winter is coming. Bryson is coming, Pat. He is coming. You laid out the timeline for his wins. I am seeing so many things trend in the right direction. Do I think the Open Championship is an ideal fit for him? No, it's not. No, it's not. But if he is playing well, he is that type of player that I don't care what, like, course he's on in the world. When he's playing well, he is as good as anyone in the world. Um, But I think FedEx sets up for I'm sorry. I keep, because there's a FedEx St. Jude and then the FedEx Cup. Yeah. Confusing the hell out of me. But it's just a WGC St. Jude now. Yes. I think he could win that and the FedEx Cup. I, I... he could have two trophies in a very short period of time. Because when he wins one, we've shown he can back it up. Um, last year, I keep mentioning it. I know we can get mixed on the timelines of where we are in the year with the major schedule change. Three-putted that PGA to miss the cut, the final major. Bounce right back to win two PGA uh, FedEx Tour, FedEx Cup events. I am, I am, it is here. It is coming. 14 to 1. It's a shorter number. Yeah, it's not a great number. <laughs> than I would have wanted. But I am in on this, and it's one of the bigger outright bets I've made probably in the entire year because I don't think I've been down this part of the board a lot this year. Um, so and, maybe I'll and just, I, I'm maybe, here. Maybe, maybe I won't do Reed. Maybe I'll just do Bryson and then just. But Reed. I do feel Reed is on. Oh, he's trending so beautifully, too. 
I don't want to miss that one. And we were getting some real great numbers. Um, you, We were a little early and feeling it like closer to maybe the PGA. Well, we did it at Wells Fargo, and he was there through three yeah, rounds. We were a little early. We were a little he's having, early. He's having and... bad Sundays. It's been a trend with him. Yeah. Like, I, when he's in it, he has bad Sundays. When he's out of it, he has good Sundays to, like, elevate his position. I can underrate. I don't, I'm not going to read much into this past Sunday because, to me, like, he's a shark. And once there was no blood in the water, he, like... He's not like putting for 4K a putt. Like that's just my opinion of Patrick Reed. Okay. Like he's a blood in the water guy. Um, once Lashley's doing Lashley, Reed just sort of is is. Um, I don't. I'm not gonna underrate say like going through the motions. But I there's certain to me. If I can get him in contention on a Sunday, he, I want him as much as anybody. Okay. Anybody. So of the other guys, he's got to uh, get to Sunday though. Uh, Brooks, Day, Neiman, Hideki. Hideki. Hideki is every green, green everywhere. His putting isn't even holding him back like people might want to assume. He's been playing fantastic. We went through his results last week. Last he, week, he having, ran off the whole really year going year. back to Torrey Pines. It feels like it's also coming, but he doesn't bring win equity to the table that makes me want to like play at that number. Yeah, because it's not Phoenix. And as you said, when's his last win? 17 Bridgestone? Yeah, I that, believe so. That doesn't mean he's not lifting Sunday's trophy. I'm more into Hideki in the bigger fields when you push me to 35 and 40. But I don't think he's ever won one of those. But that's where I'll bet him. I don't want to bet this. Okay. I, I, of, I don't want to bet it either. I'm just, I'm just wondering. But last week, I think we both agreed of like the bigger four, he was probably our favorite one if we had to go there. If we had to bet it, yeah. But I like Dustin so much more than everyone else. I was like, Dustin, let's go. I didn't bet him either. I just loaded up on DK. Uh, Brooks... Listen, Brooks and Day can come out and storm this field. Hideki can storm this field. I'm not. I would rather play Brooks seven to one at a major than I would in this field, which is so stupid. But I just for peace of mind, if if Brooks wants to go out and win at seven to one, get on him. And he's. I mean, listen, it's only a matter of time before he like because he hears that also, and he's very attentive to what everyone is saying, and I think he really wants to squash that joke that will live as long as he doesn't win these tournaments. Uh, but him him personally, if we could bring him up, because he has played, I want to say, fantastic in those starts before the majors. Uh, he couldn't beat Sun Kang or Matt Every, but he was right there, and that was, you know. But he play, he likes, because it's in the British Open, he's not playing directly the week before the yeah, major. Yeah, but he didn't play well in Canada. But he's the guy that plays right before the majors consistently now. What did he finish in Canada? 50th. Well, the before the Masters and before the PGA, I'm certain. Well, before he was... the Masters, he didn't hadn't played since the players. I guess he played match play, but that was it. You're just thinking about Byron Nelson. Fair enough. So that's his. But like... I was surprised he was playing that, and he played fantastic. Yeah, he's played a bunch. He'll probably take the week off next week. Go over to Port Rush, get himself acclimated with the time zones, and be in contention once again. Hard to picture him not. Yeah, I know. Uh, let's go to this next level of guys. This is fun. Listen to some of these odds. We got Sabatini, 33. Hovland and Finau, 35, along with Keegan Bradley. Streelman, Moore, Sungjae, 40. Mickelson, Piercy at 45. Na at 50. Howell at 55. Hadwin, Walker, Stanley, Berger at 60. Lashley and Watney at 70. Harmon and Duffner at 75. I like Duffner. I'm going back to him again this week. 
if you like Jason Duffner last week and you bet him at like 40 to 1. Yeah, I'm going to play him. I actually yeah. got him at 80. That's already dropped. Sure, but uh, I got no problems with that. I got to just make a comment on Neiman being 28. I don't even know what to say about it. Back-to-back top fives for the first time in his career. Happy for him. And if he wins, I'll be happy for him, but I won't feel like... You'll feel okay missing him at this price? Yeah, I won't feel... Like, if he would have hit one of those weeks where we, like, were weaning on him and he was, like, still at that 190, 110, that would have, like, been a real kick in the nuts. But even last week, as he's winning at 45, I'm like, I don't... Or not winning, but playing great. I'm like, wouldn't missed it. Even if you each weigh it, like I, like I don't know, There's a, the number, the starting number isn't high enough to make me feel like I missed anything. Are you, but it's great to see him playing well. Sure. Are you shocked that Joaquin Neiman has better odds than Tony Finau? I'm bothered by it, and I take a stance with these sorts of things, and I put a flag in the ground. I have bet Tony Finau yes, based have. just based on this board. Um, Rory Sabatini, who, I mean, I. He's playing fantastic. He can't even play on the President's Cup team anymore. He could have Ryder Cup. Yeah, Ryder Cup, Ryder Cup captain. <laughs> um, uh, I will bet Finau. I, the game has bothered me since Colonial. Yeah, yeah. And Colonial bothered me. Looking back on it, as someone that bet Kevin Na, all day I paced around my I was I paced around the couch worried Finau was going to hit three putts in a row. He didn't hit one. And I thought Kevin Na was the type of guy Finau could catch. Um so that that looking back at that, I wasn't happy because I would have thought something good, really good, should have happened since playing that final Sunday with Tiger Woods at the Masters. Wasn't expecting him to do anything that day because that's a spot. We even saw Molly sort of get, got to him as that day went on, but I thought we would have seen much more. Um, I think we, I bet him. I want to say at Wells Fargo, and he, I don't know. He's just been horrible. He's been real bad for about a month. Yeah, since the U.S. Open. He's been very bad. Actually, but it's since, a, since Colonial. He's second at Colonial. He has three straight but shots. I don't know. I mean, he's a type of guy I would like in a swing season of love at 35 I, I, to 1. I agree. In a swing I, I think event. the number is strange considering this is what he was going off at at majors like two months ago. A year ago, we would have been with, with, with Bryson. Bryson. So it seems like a value spot to jump on the number. I'm still not doing it because I don't think he's going to win. Yeah, no, the form, he's not popping in any of the lot. Like if, 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 if I don't go read, I might go to Finau. Because I like, listen, Hovland's the same number. Well, that was, that's and, all and part Hovland, of it. Hovland's been great, but great. I'm, I'm also not backing him at 35 to 1. Who, Finau's going to be out here for this long, be so good and so close, and Victor's just going to win? I love Victor. Victor is everything. Um, I don't think there's a talent that's enamored me like this since Rom, but he's exponentially with the, there's no one who's had this talent and likability, um, like him. It's, it's, I, I don't even, he is everything the tour business partners, fans wanted Ricky to be well, he like, also- it feels like, like he might actually yeah. like, sorry. Can't go there. Like he, it feels like he actually might come through on what we all wanted Ricky to be. I think, from a betting perspective, that if you're going to bet one Hovland, you're better off just betting Morikawa and Wolf at eighty oh, one and one hundred and twenty-five, and you'll still save yourself. No, I can't. I can't do it. I, I feel like they have just as good a chance to win. But I feel like this is a number. It's like the books are taking action on it. Of course, and they knew they went to bed last night. The guys that set this. 
Like we are, we are already like they, whatever they know that this guy is, everyone's in love with him and for good reason. And even like, you know, in our private correspondence, Tim's trying to make bold claims that he could be on the Ryder cup team. It's not really a bold claim at this point. No, it's not. And it's also that Tim said we were bashing Hovland. Just <laughs> no, we're bashing. You can't. All I asked was Tim, if you're so confident, why don't you bet him? Well, I can't do that. Yeah, no. Just so Tim... quit being a coward about it. Yeah, no. Tim inferred us sort of. It would. It's sort of. I don't even know how to compare it. I love. I really like Sam Darnold, but if I have a conversation with Tim and the topic Sam Darnold. I have to come off as like anti Sam Darnold. Yeah, because you're like, no, he's not the greatest quarterback of all time, man. So, like, so yeah, so when he's talking to me about like Hovland in his third start, yeah, better than Rory, and actually. I, and I'm just, <laughs> yeah. And then I make a comment. It's like, well, well, you'll see, you'll be proven wrong. Like, no, Hovland's amazing. Nobody <laughs> has no, besmirched him once. Yeah, no, no one is very anti Hovland. People like Hovland. He's very good. We know that. But Matthew Wolf is the official newcomer of the pat mayo experience two weeks ago they essentially went off it at the same odds and here we are two weeks later and wolfie's what 125 wolf had a really bad opening round he had a really nice second round last week just you needed to go low 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 worry about the approaches with him um so i guess sticking in this range yeah so i've planted my flag with fino just I don't know. And Bryson. I take this stuff personally for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like you're putting Sabs at that number. Who's been playing great. You're telling me Hovland has the same chance to like lift the trophy, not be good, but like lift the trophy as Finau this week. I would take a sec uh, uh, exception. Neiman seven points shorter. We did predict like he would some- win. We, we, we did predict he would win on tour this year and at exactly this type of event. <laughs> Okay, fine, but I'm no, I, I don't know who's the Finau number gets bet down, right? Like that is yeah, yeah. End oh, at well, that's why I bet it this morning because I'm like, that's not getting to forty. It yeah, might no, stay I'm at thirty five. No, I, it, I don't think it stays at thirty five. That gets to twenty five by the time. I actually saw a, another book already do that. Yeah, of course. That just seems like you're like Finau thirty five. Bet it. Yeah, and you did. Yeah. So anyone else in this range? Because I said I like Duffner. Of course, I'm in on Luke List at ninety to one because you know I'm going to the event. I wish I could. Get, I need someone yeah. to root for. I wish. Oh yeah. I wish Keegan was better. Hot, yeah. Like fifty or sixty. I don't. Yeah. He's been playing. You know I really who, like that. You know though. who played really well last week? Just Charles Chuck, Howell. Yeah. Chucky three sticks. Swing season. Yeah. It's where he can get it done. He had a bad Sunday, but... Over. I wanted to bring him up on last week's show. I didn't because I felt it was pointless, but it's good to see him playing well, and he can be very sneaky in these situations. And he can... If it's going to be minus, like, 19 or 20, he gets there. He can, like, yeah. He can, he can, he can birdie storm it. Um, again, I'm not comfortable in betting Streelman to just, like, make nonstop birdies. It's, it's, it's tough. He's been playing great. Amazing. I like Streelman from like a month ago when he was still like low pro and really cheap on DraftKings. Yeah. Now he's like very popular and I don't, I can't speak to his DK price at the moment, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I like Streelman when he's half the DraftKings price and double the betting on. Uh, Duffner, I'm in on, like I said, I got him at 80, 75 right now. Hoffman's also 80, who I was on last week. Both had good ball striking weeks last week, but could not make a putt. So if you did want to reinvest, I, I get that. I'll probably stick with uh, you, Duffner, though. Tell me how 
well Daniel Berger has been trending. Not well. Like you, I'm you, living you, my truth. You, you have this thing in your mind that like Berger has been amazing. No, not amazing, but I feel like we're seeing... Miscut 49th, 35th, 53rd, 71st, 23rd, 54th, 33rd, miscut and that's 67th. What I appreciate when, when, <laughs> when reality... I inquire... Before I do anything, yeah, I, I, I feel like you say this on every show. And we no, go through there the list was one again. other show like a few weeks ago. Might have been after he had one really good tournament, and now I just went back to the players. I know, with that list. That's I been know, three months. I know there's not one good tournament in there. Like T twenty nine is not bad, I suppose. So there's been like three good rounds. Yeah. Okay. I think you just notice it if he's playing well. <laughs> it's like every time Carlos Ortiz is not like eighty, I'm like, oh wow, look at Carlos Ortiz T seventeen. Let's get in. His brother's playing this week, too. Another, like, Listen, super rook. people can, like, laugh at I'll own when I'm wrong. I thought, well, I guess, no, Xander's kind of overachieved, but I thought a couple years ago Berger was, like, a staple for a back-end. Like what Xander became, you thought Berger was going to be. Potent- no, well, Xander's even better than, like, Xander's really good. I think he could win You just want to get behind a Jewish golfer, man. I get it. Okay, that could have been part of it. <laughs> Someone that was like trying to root for Spencer Levine. He's so much better than Spencer Levine. This is great. (laughs) Spencer Levine just in the corner hacking darts the entire time. He was on like the Korean tour last week, Spencer Levine. Really? Yeah. Keep playing. Good for him. Um, Okay, moving on. Uh, Anyone else you want to talk about in this range? Like I said, List is in there, so I'm going to bet him. I don't. Tring Galley's been playing really well. And he. He's also a guy that like can make makes the birdie train. Yeah, he's like Chris Kirk. I, I, th- I whenever I think of Chris Kirk for whatever reason, Cameron Tringali just also pops in my mind. It's, it's ninety. I thought okay, it's not seventy. Nick Watney, I just don't have faith in, but I really like what I've been seeing. I think he's just a good DraftKings player. I don't think you want to bet him. Yeah, I don't have confidence in that. Any you're willing to get on Hoffman last week? Is there any desire to go back Like there? I just said, I, I, the ball striking was really good last week. I might be able to talk myself into that, but it depends on what I do at the top. Like, if I decide to go Bryson, then it really restricts, at least from the way that I'd like to play my yeah, cards. Yeah, no, and I... So, so I mean, yeah. I, I play my cards to not lose too much, so that would be my... I have choice. I have bet Bryson and Fino. Last week, I didn't start a card till like, Aaron Wise at 55. Yeah, so. my, my highest bet last week was... More Duffner at 40. Oh. That was it. Uh, so beyond 100 to 1, the long shots out here. Uh, Siwoo and Champ, of course, I'm in on. Siwoo's been horrible. Of course. At least he went full Siwoo last Yeah, week. no, I, I, I can I don't need him like lingering it. around the cut line. I need him to be good or bad. I posted the odds this morning, and the long shot that seemed to be getting the most public attention, maybe this is a bad thing, is uh, your boy Sepp. Well, who knew? That Chalk Dustin Johnson would miss the cut, but Chalk Seb Straka would have a good week. <laughs> like, I went and looked at my teams last week, and all the guys who sucked were my expensive guys. I was like, oh, Landry made the cut, and Straka made the cut, and Gooch played really well. This is fantastic. And then everyone else sucked. Uh, um, I know there's someone back here that you mentioned to me is popping on your uh, on your sheets. Yeah, I didn't even see what his price was. 140. 140 to 1. Yeah, Max Hama rates out just exceptionally well by the stats this week. He's number three over the past... Oh, sorry. No, that's not true at all. He's number five over the past 36 rounds. He's third over the past 24 rounds and third over the past 12 rounds. Uh, that puts him in the class of Brooks Hideki, Hovland, and Sabatini. But you get him at 140 to 1. 
And if this, I can see this, like, one of the big things that I do like to look at, like, I look at birdies are better gained and opportunities gained this week. It's because you're going to have to make a lot of birdies at this course, I think, at least. I'm projecting it to be an easier layout. Not quite as easy as last week, but not hard by any means. Well, you see the, ch- I know they've made it longer, but as you mentioned earlier. Well, the Sonoras aren't hitting yeah, it 360 off the tee. No, but the Champions Tour comes here and they... Dominate. Resort course, this place. Yeah. So when I look at Hama, he plays really well in these longer par fours. There's a whole bunch of really long par fours. There's, four, I think, five of them over 450. You have the par fives and the par threes. That's the one part where he struggles. There's three of them over 200 yards. But just looking at what he does well, he gains on approaches almost every single week. He's not a very good putter. He's not very good around the greens, but he's very deep off the tee. I don't know like, if I really it, want to invest too much because, like, Fratelli is exactly the same price. Fratelli last week was top 15 yeah. in the field in birdies, but came T46. So the bogeys aren't great, but he's very good off the tee. He's long, and he's in this habit of making birdies, at least recently, that I don't know if an outright winner bet at 140 to 1 is the look for him, but I might be sniffing that. Like, those, that's sort of the range. The other you guy, know I'm pro for telly. Almost to circle back to the point I was trying to make is one thing I like to do when you're on Fantasy National is just line up birdies are better gained next to opportunities gained. And if opportunities gained match what birdies are better gained is, you can see that person's been you know, converting their 14-foot putts. If you find like a huge discrepancy between guys, you're like, oh, well, they're hitting it really close to the pin. They're just not making any of these putts. And there's two guys that really stand out in this regard. One is Corey Connors, who yeah. doesn't – listen, he's lost strokes putting – in 13 of 15 events this year. The two where he has, both bent grass. Just saying. So if he can keep the ball striking up, which he did not in Hamilton, but he's always good off the tee. He's not going to get himself into trouble. He is a look for me. He's 100 to 1. And the other one was Troy Merritt, who was just hitting the ball exceptionally close to the pin and not being able to putt. But his wins, both of his wins, I believe, are on bent. And we know that if you get him into shootout form, guy goes low. Yeah. He, he low. Play, he plays shootout form. So I think Merritt's 175 to one. I will be in on that. I can't remember the last time KH Lee like didn't make the second page of a leaderboard. He didn't even make the cut last week. So last week. <laughs> Can you compare KH Lee to Sung JM? Because it seems like their results for the most part have been very similar. Let's see here. Sung J. Miscut, 13th in the Travelers. And he's been putting great recently, too. Who? Sungjae. Yeah, this is, uh, is KH Lee. Right. Miscut, 13th, miscut, 37th, 64th, 72nd, 60th. Not great. One good performance in there. He's, I think, a fantastic like second-round player. Huh. Sungjae? Let's look up Sungjae here. Sungjae, 21st, 21st, 7th, 57th, miscut, miscut, 83rd, 30th, miscut, 20th, 7th, 4th third it seems like the it seems like if sung jay gets himself in it he's going to stick around the top of the leaderboard where it seems like if kh lee is on the second page he just gags it all away that seems to be the difference between them and the ball striking came back for sung jay last week it wasn't just putting andrew landry is another one even last week uh, just high in opportunities gained low in actually making birdies but the approach has been on two consecutive weeks now. He just keeps bleeding strokes putting. But he's made the cut twice. Get a hot putting week at a Landry, and maybe you're good to what go. What about, hold on a second. We're on bent grass, mm-hmm. and you called this an easier Honda. Let's talk to the guy who won the Honda. Yeah, that's Bermuda, though. Oh. You can go to Keith. Well, sorry. Uh, my mind went to Keith only in that it's not POA. Yeah. Certain guys just don't play them on certain surfaces. But he, he's just, he's been lost for a bit. 
Keith. Yeah, he had a really nice opening round last week, but that was about it for him. And like, I don't really see anyone else from down. If I just sort by birdies or better gained, Hideki is the best. Brooks is second, Day is third, Wyndham Clark is fourth. Like, if we find anyone above 100 to 1, like, Lebiota is the first one that pops, and it's Ollie. But if there's water on this course, over, under, highest total on a hole for Ollie this week. I'll set it at 6.5. Actually, I'll set it at 7.5. Would you take the over or under? Is there an 8 on the scorecard for Ollie at some point? He made a hole-in-one last week. No, no 8. There's water everywhere. I'd have been over on the 7.5, though. But no 8. Doc Redman. What a call by Gup. What do you think? No. No thanks. Two weeks in a row? Now that he has a tour card? What he, was what was even his number last week? I have no idea. I don't even think he's in the field, is he? Yeah, I see him 125 to 1. I think he's listed at 125 to 1. I don't see him in the field, mm. though, is the thing that I'm looking at right now. Maybe he is. Uh, I don't have a No, it's not him. uncommon for this for these websites to not, Just list a bunch to not remove guys. Like, that if you put important. him at 125 to 1... Like, I'd rather bet for Telly and Merritt and those guys who are deeper odds. I think he's fine, though. If you if you have faith in Doc Redman, then have faith in Doc Redman. I would not have confidence to bet Finau over Hovland in a head-to-head. But in terms of picking the winner, okay, yeah. I will pick Tony Finau. It's just like you think that a better DraftKings play might be Hovland if they were the same price. Because yeah, if Finau's playing poorly, he's gonna miss and the Hovland cut. is you know, in this great form, yeah, Hovland can finish 12th, 9th, 8th, 7th, 6th. Or just fourth. make the cut. Yeah, or, but in terms of like winning this tournament, I, I will, I'll, uh, yeah, flags in the ground. I got to bet. I, I have bet Finau. Oh, here's something, because you didn't even bring him up. That means this is the week that he wins. Uh-oh. But uh, I went and looked at bent grass putting over the past. Uh, Bo Hostler? No, no, no. Bo Hostler's number one, but he sucks. Oh. Don't worry about <laughs> he him. He cannot hit a golf ball. No, yeah, that, that's a problem. Uh, the if, bi- if if pro golf, like, you know how they have the, like, long drive thing? If there was, like, just, like, a putting thing, Bo Hostler would make his living there. You mean mini golf? Yeah, but that's not like a professional contest, is it? I mean, I'm sure it could be. Well, they actually they, they did used to have that World Cup of thing. Remember, when, remember when Bart Simpson beat Do Todd remember. Flanders? Uh, now, he's missed three of four cuts, but he did come ninth at the U.S. Open and putts exceptionally well on bent grass greens. Your main man, Jeff, Chesson Hadley. No. Not doing it for you? No. Nope. Thought I'd give you some rope with that one. Not for me. Okay. Is there anyone else from down? I don't know. If Sam Burns has some life these days. Yeah, Sam Burns has life every week, and then he just goes away. J.J. Spawn's been named and showing up higher. He's only 80 to 1. He's he's only 80? I'll probably stick to DraftKings with old J.J. It's good to see him playing well. He he does rate out. He was one of the few names that, like, if I looked at short-term in the modeling, he pops. Then he's nowhere to be found intermediately. But if you go, like, last two years, he actually comes inside the top 15, which I thought was interesting. And I feel like a guy like Pat Perez wins the events when you got to go real low, too. I just don't know where he's at right now. It's hard for me. I've bet Bryson. Like, I'm sort of, like, in the clouds with these guys because I've bet Bryson and I've bet Finau. Um so my other moves. Do you think if Wes Roach wins this week, he'll get hair plugs? He looks like an extra from season two of The Wire. <laughs> Honed his game, hitting balls off the docks, waiting I, for Sabatka to come around. Love that show. I have no, I don't know. I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Uh, Josh Teeter has made four consecutive cuts. Playing Wiley, really well. Wiley's buddy, yeah. Josh Teeter. The Teets. Show Playing us great. your Teets. 
But yeah, that's all I got. Uh, quick picks for the 3M Open. I am committed right now to the three guys I commit to every week because I like losing. Uh, Siwoo Kim, Luke List, and Cameron Champ, now that he is uncursed. Been positive signs at a champ, by the way, since becoming uncursed. Yeah, yeah, Missed, that's it's you know a what prog- I mean? He's, he's getting progressively progress. better. Yeah, you got to shake off that curse. It's a bit tough. Uh, Bryson is my favorite play at the top at 14 to 1. I'm probably going to end up doing that. I like Reed and Finau as well, just like you, but I worry that if I go with Bryson, that's going to be my big one. And then I, I already am in that Duffner at 80 to one that I'll probably want to take my sprinkles just for kicks, just because I'm going to the event to watch it. With yeah, like you got to, you got to. For Telly and Merritt and like those kind of guys that Sorry. at 140 and 175 to one, because it is yeah. a shootout this week. At least that's what it looks like it's going to be. It feels like the very top or the very bottom is going to win. Like, I don't doesn't have, that happen in the swing season? Yeah. It's like the very like the very elite guys end up winning, or just like some random yeah. dude. Um, I completely agree. Jeez, the fact that you're actually going to like be in Lucas' presence, maybe you could turn because he's been in a slump since we scored that PGA. Uh, yeah, he cashes forty to one on the top eight. He's been he's been in a slump since that can't, great that can't, great can't finish. Hit an iron. He, but that was never a problem. No, now it is. Now he's putting well actually recently. Oh, that's so that's so annoying. I know. I think he might have a real like. Well, I don't know if we miss the baby if, swag, if anyone, but I do think there's a newborn. If at home anyone now. from the PGA Tour is out there watching right now, or a tournament organizer for the 3M, can you please pair Siwoo and Luke List oh and Cameron Champ all together for me in one group, please? That would be fantastic. Thank do you. it. That would be fantastic. Do it. Do it. No, everybody tweet at the 3M Open. Like just put we could do this together. Yeah. Well, at that point, you may as well pick the third guy, and you did. So you're like, they, if they let you pick two, I think they'll let you call a shot on number three. Yeah, and I can do like live uh, Periscope the entire time as we as we sweat them as they miss the cut. Your guys this week, you like Bryson and Finau? Uh, Bryson and Finau are the bets uh, that I've made, and I'm kind of going into my um, gut portal to see who i can use in the one and done because it's getting sloppy in that time of year and i used snedeker last week so i think i outdid you you outdid me and cuss took jason day that's his pick i thought he took neiman no last week he took jason day this week who is actually i think a very below the radar good one and done if you haven't used him yet so yes you outdid me last week i was very poor definitely missed the cut Let's hear it. I can't even remember what my login is. Just pick a guy, and I'll give you an alternate, too. I, like, must have used Bryson. I feel like I have, too. But you would want to use Bryson if you haven't? Yeah, I would, and I definitely have used Fina. Yeah, you used Fina and Fina, because he missed the cat. God. So give me a backup for Bryson. I'm going to go, like, real pretty, pretty deep here. Um, hate this field. Um, God, you I'm I'm negating my ability to pick before you for best interest of the show. Okay, I don't know if I've used Bryson yet either. So if you haven't, I will. <laughs> and as I for sure, and as Bryson. my backup, I'll use. He's Keegan Bradley. Oh, I don't mind that one bit. Keegs, just pick someone. And if you uh, want to change it, let me know later in the week, and I'll okay, post fine. Because you know what, I'm certain I haven't used it. But if I have. I'd like to use Bryson, but I'm 90% sure I've used them. I know I haven't used Brooks. So I feel like there's, I don't know, everyone will like either save him for majors. I'll just 
try use, to use him this week and try to try to catch him. Yeah, like, I think like he, using Rory in Canada. Yeah, I think he like tunes up for majors well. At least that was my perception. You proved it wrong, but I'll uh, think that this one's more like the loss to Sun Kang than it is to Canada. Live in your truth with one and done do, picks. How that, I do that's it. how we do it on this show. All right, that'll do it. Fat Mayo Experience. Everyone have a, well, if you're probably not watching this on Canada Day, have a very happy Canada Day where you're going to go enjoy the beautiful weather here in Toronto right now. And Independence Day is approaching. Everyone have a very safe and happy Independence Day. Oh, I did want to throw this out here as a kind of an update. At one point during the football season, I don't normally do this, ask for people to send some nice wishes or some good vibes, prayers, my direction. I'm actually going to the birthday party and Canada Day party of my friend who was hit by a bus last year uh, oh that, yes you told me that's right. actually what yes. had happened but she's doing like better now she's walking awesome so it's fantastic news that's so we're gonna go celebrate the birthday it's been less than a year too no that's that's tremendous she said she didn't want to uh live out her life as someone who's like severely on like she could have collected like disability checks for like 30 years for getting hit by a bus she's like fuck that i just want to like get back to normal so rehab it works if you put time into it it's um, yeah. You, be, you, you want to yeah. have to want to get back, I yeah. think. The power of the power of the mind is is quite impressive. So shout so out to her. Awesome. I'll be at, I'll be at the 3M on Friday with the Moose and uh you know tweet at me. I'll tell you where I'm at. Tweet at him, but tweet at the 3M open. Let's make this group happen. Uh if you want to get to a draw for 20 DK bucks, smash the like, leave your DraftKings handle, tell me who's going to win. That would be nice iTunes reviews, go do that. That's another 20 DK bucks. A very easy one to win. I think that's it. Thanks for being here. Awesome. All right. Everyone go enjoy their long weekend. Have a safe holiday weekend. Should be a lot of fun. I'm playing the Pat Mayo Experience Open. Only 2,500 spots this week. Get the link in the podcast description or on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash the PME, where my betting cheat sheet will still appear on Wednesday. So check that out. All right. Just so you know who not to take, if nothing else. I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Family experience! Experience!